Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You're listening to the Nobody's Podcast. In honor of our 50th episode, we'll be revisiting some of our favorite moments. You'll also get my approval on some of today's top stories. Plus, comedian Bill Burr's controversial SNL monologue and Joe Biden's potentially critical district flip in our home state of Nebraska. All this and more coming up. Okay, we're recording. You start. Okay, first of all, don't talk about you. I walked right into that one. All right. Hey, guys, I'm Annie. Hey, I'm Bryce. We're the the nobodies. Nobodies. Experts on nothing. Opinions on everything. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Nobodies. Hi guys. We're using a new platform that Annie's super thrilled about. I hate it already. (laughs) It's Um, called StreamYard, so shout out to them. (laughs) Or not. Um, You guys, if if the audio quality on this is better... I'll never admit it. <laughs> if it's worse, it's all Bryce's fault. <laughs> and that's the only thing I'll hear about until the end of time. Oh, yes. I've already had to re-download, or not re-download, I've already had to download a program that wants to make my 10-year-old computer crash. I had to go up and down the stairs multiple times for these headphones. <laughs> when it's all the way on, I can actually only hear Bryce, which is everyone's worst fucking nightmare. <laughs> so we are not we are thriving. Not yet. Not quite yet. But you know what? I am just going to say that all this might be for nothing. <laughs> it might be. And you know what? You picked a fascinating episode to decide to do this. Our Why? 50th episode is upon us. Yes, it's 50 episodes. Can you believe that? I actually cannot. I feel um, like we just said this on our <laughs> on our season premiere. Yeah, we did. I I actually can't believe it, but I'm proud of us. I am too. I'm very proud of us. I think we've and like you mentioned in, in that episode that we've never had a reason to cancel, really. I mean, we've never we had a hiatus and that was it, and now we're <clears throat> You know, still firing on all cylinders, but let's let's revisit our uh, look. Revisit. revisit, oh, revisit. There we go. Uh, revisit a look back on uh, our tenure as podcasters at the end of the episode. But now I want to ask you what your peak and your valley were this week. Um. So my valley was having to set up this whole spring yard fit. Without a doubt. Um, I am not fond of change unless it's super positive and my idea. And, <laughs> At least you can admit that. And yeah, and neither of these things hit those marks. So, or nope. this doesn't hit either check of those box. Things. Yeah, it doesn't check either box for me. So I'm out. Um, my peak of the week, I have two. They're both quick. One, the Browns won and are now four and one. For the first time. Um, since 94. When Friends debuted. Yes. And my brother-in-law was actually not alive the last time the Browns 
we're four and one. So that's, that's unbelievable. I know. So I'm really excited for them. Um, and my other peak of the week is that I got a live shout out on a Peloton ride. I know. Wait. Okay. So explain that to everybody. Okay. So Peloton offers like live rides where you can sign in and take the class like live with an instructor in New York. And Saturday mornings, Alex Toussaint, who I love, he's like my favorite teacher on there. Um, he does a class at 1030 and I got on there and it was my 50th ride and he shouted me out for it. That's incredible. Yeah. What did he say? What did he say? He said, Annie in LA, 50 rides today. Let's get it. You haven't even had your Peloton that long. How have you gotten 50 rides? Well, so because I rented a bike from my favorite place, Cycle, at the start of of quarantine, but I used the Peloton app like to ride when I couldn't ride during the Cycle rides. And it's the same account. So that is included. Okay, got it. I was going to say... I've had, I think, 16 rides on my actual Peloton in two weeks. Yeah, I know. Annie Annie will text me and be like, I just got done with my second ride of the day. I'm like, what? Why? Why are you doing that? That was only yesterday. You've done it it more than once. Well, sometimes I just am bored and like, why not? (laughs) And second of all, yesterday I did it because I got up in the morning and just did a quick ride because I wasn't sure I'd be able to get another one in. And I just wanted to like have one. Yeah. And then Sammy came over and rode a class. And I obviously had to get on and ride that one so that we could tell who was better. Oh, right. And I did in fact beat him. Obviously. That's such an that's such an oldest sibling thing to do, by the way. I know. Well, I said I was like, in his defense, I already knew what his stats were. So So I like a little bit of a leg up. Yeah, but it's sibling rivalry at its finest. Absolutely. No, I think that's amazing. That's a congratulations on 50 Rides and getting a shout out. That's huge. Thanks. I mean, you really really are. Or do you feel like you're, you know, you've always, you mentioned a lot how, you know, by cycling and going to cycle and now having a Peloton, do you feel like you're kind of, and you kind of miss that. Um, You had an in-between stage where you didn't have a bike at all. Do you feel like you're getting back to like yourself and feeling better? so much not that you were feeling bad but no but I noticed such a difference in my mood and just like my overall mental health when I can ride and when I can't right no that makes sense yeah that's good well gosh that's awesome um my I have two peaks as well they're both quick one uh was for sure getting to interview my former boss Julie Chen Moonbez who is the host of Big Brother on CBS and it was just a real like pinch me moment because, you know, she is a great host, a great interviewer. And the fact that I was able to interview her, um, like on a platform, even though it was just like on StreamYard, your favorite thing, but, (laughs) but I got to, I got to interview her and it, and it, you know, she gave me these like insane compliments and I'm just, I'm just so grateful that she was able to do it. And that, that from a career standpoint too, just be able to, you know, have that moment of being able to interview someone who you totally emulate and someone who's been a mentor to me and stuff is just really, was, was really cool. Um, thank you. The other thing, the other thing is, um, our friend Bruce, uh, asked, he asked me for some advice. He's doing like some hosting stuff, uh, too, which I'm sure we'll probably talk about, but I don't want to reveal it right now, but he's doing some, 
hosting stuff. And he asked me for some advice. He was like, Hey, if you have anything, like, I'd love to let, you know, I, I know that you do this. And so I'd love for you to, I was like, what? I, I'm actually going to text him after this and be sure to set the record straight and let him know that, um, you will not be the one giving advice. <laughs> I was so honored. I was like, this is so nice of someone to like come to me. I mean, am I that old one? Am I, do I know what I'm doing? Neither of which should be both, both questions should be no. However, I do think it was really nice that it was, it was very, it was very humbling and it was, and I felt very honored to be asked in that kind of capacity to give advice, whether it be good or not. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. I agree. That was actually really nice of him. I'm slightly offended that he didn't come to me because I'm much better at it than you. True. Um, true. No, but well, that is but listen, our I friend think, Brant Carter. Yeah. And we were talking, you know, I'm sure that he will, he will come to you, but he was probably like, I don't want to, I'm, completely I'm so joking. desperate for attention. I mean, like, I know I'm great. completely so. joking. He actually did come to me and I said, just go ask Bryce. I'm busy. No, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. I'm telling you. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. Um, and then my Valley, I have a couple of these too. Uh, I found like a cluster of gray hairs, like around my chin area, which is like the first place that you get them, I think. And so I shaved as you can tell, cause I was like, yeah, I mean, not, not that I care that much, but I was like, Whoa, I've never seen that many gray hairs before. Um, so oh 33 God. might be the year that I have to start dyeing my beard. Um, let's not do that. You know what? Uh, maybe we should do like a TikTok tutorial about how to dye your beard properly. Honestly, like getting a little silver fox- foxish might help you. I, I also agree with that. So yeah. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to run away from it. I wasn't like afraid of it or anything. Like normally if it were a couple years ago, I probably would have cried and ate like you know a full cake myself but i i'm good um okay now and also i wanted to tell you that i told you this last night that my neighbor tried to touch me with a with his voter ballot um <laughs> i was going down the stairs to grab something out of my car and he was like just walking the grounds like some like i don't know like a ghost and like a I don't know what was going on. I have to go back to how you just said that because I don't remember you telling me this last night. I think maybe actually no, I didn't. I didn't tell you what happened. I just told you that it did happen because I wanted to wait for an interaction. Yes, Mm -hmm. you did not tell me that he tried to touch you with his voter ballot. Also, the way you presented this, you said my neighbor tried to touch me last night with his voter ballot. All right, that was a that was a bit misleading. It was a bit misleading. I must have reverted back to my TMZ days. Yeah, that um, was amazing. <laughs> but uh, he, yeah, I was coming. I was going down the stairs, and he was walking <laughs> the grounds, and uh, had his. I, he must have gone to get the mail or something. But he had like the giant. It wasn't like the small. It was like the big like voter guide of like the props uh, and stuff. So and, not his ballot. Not his ballot, I guess. I guess, yeah, that wouldn't be your ballot. Um, but he's like, here, I'll give this to you. And like pushed it up against my chest and like upper stomach area. And, and I was like, I put my hands, I was like, nope. And I was like on the phone. I was like, I was on the phone with my parents on my, with my AirPods in, which he, I obviously didn't see. It's like, I have my AirPods in. Don't, don't speak to me. Well, don't speak to me really. I mean, 
I don't want to say don't speak to me ever. Wants to be your friend, like very. I I feel bad because it's not like I. I I don't. I just like I just have no interest. You don't though. You don't have to lie and say that you. That's true. That's true. I, I don't. I don't feel bad. But I mean, I feel bad that he sounds seems like he needs a friend that badly, but. I don't want well, to be he that just lost his job. So honestly, yeah. like the only thing he has in his life right now is you. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that so much. <laughs> oh, I had to say it. I know. Okay. Well, wait, on that note, let's move on. <laughs> um, <laughs> Annie, okay. So you know that uh, I know that this is going to shock you, but um, I am an insane person. That's right. I admit it. Please well, stay seated. Stay seated, please. Stay seated. Uh, anyway, for the past week, this is what I, this, for the past week, I have been, um, or so, I guess I've ramped up my, uh, the amount of times that I Google who is going to win the election. Oh, God. <laughs> are we doing, what is, what segment are we on? I, I, I'm getting to that. I'm getting okay. to that. But I, I just wanted to give some context to this about how, like, I have really, I just want it to be over. Like, as even though I am, like, literally making calls in battleground states for Joe Biden, Joe Biden, as SNL calls him, um, I just want it to be over. I'm, I, uh, I'm just exhausted. Like, if you want to vote for... Four more years of such divisiveness, then by all means, please reelect Mr. Tangerine, grabs him by the pussy. Just please do it. Because I'm like, I'm just sick of it. And um, I got to thinking about, so as I was like, you know, doing my, you know, 10 times a day daily, who's going to win the election, I got to thinking about the Electoral College or how Trump won in 2016. Which is, you know, he didn't win the popular vote, but he won the Electoral College, which I think is probably the way, that's the only way he, I mean, every president has to win the Electoral College, but they don't have to win the popular vote. Correct. So he's going to do, if he wins the election, that's what he's, is going to happen this time too. So anyway, um, according to Newsweek, uh, Joe Biden is in line to flip a critical district in the historically red state of our, our home state of Nebraska. I know we're nobodies and know nothing. And as Annie very recently pointed out to me that this podcast is not a seventh grade social studies class, but to give some people context, the majority of the states have a winner takes all methodology, meaning that all of the electoral votes are awarded to the candidate who wins the popular vote in most states. The policies are different in Nebraska as well as Maine. In these two states, one electoral vote is given to the popular vote winner in every congressional district, in addition to two electoral votes for whoever wins the state's popular vote. Despite carrying only one electoral vote, Nebraska's second congressional district could play an outsized role in what is expected to be a tight race between Trump and Biden on November 3rd. Such states as Florida, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin have been getting all the attention, but the election ultimately the election's ultimate outcome could be decided by smaller prizes such as Nevada, New Hampshire, Nebraska's second congressional district and Maine's congressional district. So I'm just wondering all that BS aside, do you think that Biden can do this? 
Um, actually, yes, I do. You do. Do you? Do you? Do you want him to? <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> More than I want to live in this world anymore. <laughs> like, exactly. Um, I will say that in the last few days to like the last couple weeks, I have spoken to so many people who have historically voted Republican that are voting for Biden. And I won't reveal anyone just because I know that that's a very personal choice. But one of the people said to me that they just cannot do another four years of such divisiveness that Trump has created in this country. And I think a lot of people are feeling that. And, you know, there was... I mean, I was shocked actually when Omaha was having Black Lives Matter protests and then James Skurlock was killed during a Black Lives Matter protest in Omaha and that kind of ignited that flame um, and just kind of opened the eyes to the injustices that occur all over the country that Nebraska has been able to kind of close their eyes about because there's just not the diversity there that there is anywhere else. And so I think this year especially has been very eye-opening for a lot of people and they're sick of it. Yeah. And they're, you know, putting their vote where it matters. By the way, this is the Nobody's Place Politics. I am doing a great job at hosting. <laughs> That's okay. I think people <laughs> probably figured it out. Well, I'm also, glad in I regards to the Nobody's Place Politics, this will be our only political topic today, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and, and I, I just, just to yeah, give some ahead. context on that, Bryce and I discussed it. And because we have been political in the last few episodes, we will limit our political stories to one per episode um, because we also want this to be an escape for Agreed. people because politics for the next, what is it? How many days till the election? Like two. Yeah. For the next 22 days, politics and likely. Oh, sorry. After, 20, 21. Today we're recording on Tuesday. It's three weeks. Exactly. Okay. So 21 days until the election. And from now until realistically way after the election, um, politics is going to be all we hear about. And so we want this to be an escape, but we also want to stay current on what's going on and give our opinions where they matter. You said that beautifully. Cause I, I, I and, and we, we did, I think it was great that, cause you really <clears throat> pushed for that. And I completely agreed, uh, completely agree with it because even just starting, I was starting to look at, we were both, you know, I was sending stories to you. We were sending stories to each other and we were like, this is just too much. Like mm-hmm. that all of it is, it, I mean, there's just so much going on right now. And we just, like you said, want to limit sort of what we want to talk about. Now, granted, it is something that is, that I'm really passionate about, but I've actually told people who are my friends who are more conservative uh, and people in my life that I've just said, you know, I, I don't want to talk politics anymore because first of all especially for the people who are not on the fence who know how they're voting at this point it doesn't even matter you and i have both voted you know Mm -hmm. we it's like what no one's trying to no one's going to change my mind i'm probably not going to change anyone's anyone's mind anymore either so it's like what's the point of this it just seems like now we're just spinning wheels so here's the thing though there are still so many people that are on the fence and yes and that's and that's why like in my here we're not going to talk about it on this podcast where we can be recorded and there's proof of it till the end of time. But in my one until the machines take over, Annie, until the machines take over. Yes. Um, 
But just in my one-on-one conversations with people close to me or people that I know have differing views from me, I am still having the conversations because like there's a difference between, and we've talked about this a little bit, but there's a difference between having differing political views and just being on the wrong side of history of like morality. Absolutely. And if one of those moral issues is a reason that someone's planning to vote for Trump, I can promise you I'm going to try to set the record straight on that because there's just no, like, you're either right or you're wrong. Like, there's no gray area. And and I'm speaking specifically to, like, black lives and people of color, um, LGBTQ marriage rights. Like, those, I'm speaking on those things, abortion, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which we won't get back into. But I will have those conversations up until I know everyone around me has voted. Right. No, I, and, and, and yes, and don't mistake, don't mistake for what I said for people that are on the fence, because I agree with you. I think that there is a, a point where you need to, especially that's why I'm making, making calls for Joe Biden, because I'm, they are, there are people that are on the fence. And like, you know, I've talked to, I've talked to a few people now and it's like most of the people that I've called, no one's been rude or anything, but they, a lot of them have been on the fence. I haven't talked to anyone who's like, I'm voting for Trump and hangs up the phone. I haven't had that yet, but you know, I think that, which is fine. I mean, that's, that's your prerogative and that's what, that's what anybody, uh, you know, that's what you can do. But I just think that I just am talking about specifically the people that are voting for Trump that I know that are voting for Trump. I, I mean, there's just, it's the same thing with me. It's like, I'm not, they're like, yes, their minds have been made up. And if there's no leeway, it's just like, there's no point in talking about this. It's just, you know, it becomes, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, 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 that's it. That was it. I was going to say, you know, what's so interesting is that when, when I get very like, not political, well, it is political, but when I like strongly state a stance about something political on my Instagram and I get, you know, responses or whatever about like, well, can you just explain to me like what it is that you don't like about Trump? First of all, nothing. There's nothing I like about him. Um, But I feel like sometimes those people are reaching out because they're trying to find reasons to convince themselves why they should vote for him. Yes. Because when you ask them in return, every single person says economy, every single one. But then when you dig into it, it's like, and again, I'm going to cut myself off on this because I don't want to get too political because I could really fucking take off. But when you look into it, it's like, really? (laughs) Like, you're going to go with the economics stance when we're we're about to enter into the worst economy we've had since the Great Depression? Should we go there? Like, you know what I'm saying? So I think yes. a lot of times I feel like people are reaching out being like, well, what is it that you like? Or why, why don't you like him? Yeah. I don't think they're trying to argue or sway my opinion on anything. I think they're looking for reasons for themselves. It's interesting that it's always the economy too, because the way that you, and especially a lot of other people will say, again, I could, I'm going to cut myself off too, but a lot of people will say, oh, the like he's so tough on China and the tariffs that we, all the deals that we were in that were so bad for America or whatever. First of all, China is owning us with Trump. Trump is, Trump is like his wife, his daughter Ivanka has whatever. I, I don't have to, you guys can Google this. I'm just saying that all these, all these deals that we've been in for decades 
the fact that we are now that he's being pull, pulling us out of them is not a good thing. Don't mistake right. that for a good thing because it is a poor deal. Doesn't mean that you pull out. It means that right. you renegotiate, you figure out what is bet what's beneficial instead of looking at yourself and saying, what is going to benefit me? What's going to benefit my family? What's going to benefit my hotelier or my hotel business? That's what you need to avoid. He is only thinking about himself in these deals and the way that he's thinking. He's not thinking about America. So Correct. I, I also would just like to say one thing because it has been brought up to me a couple times by a couple people. Um, the Second Amendment and everything about guns. That has nothing to do with actual bear arms? That has nothing to do with actual bear arms. Excellent clarification. No, I just want to say, because people have actually DM'd me and reached out and asked, like, what is your stance on that? Um, I believe that Americans have the right to own guns responsibly. Um, As long as they are responsible gun owners, by all means, have at it. Um, I know that might shock some people that that's my stance, but I just feel like we've, we've touched on a lot of different issues and that is a big one. And so I just want to make sure people know like where we stand on that. And that's my stance too, actually. I mean, I don't think any, no one needs an AR 15 with a magazine clip that is an, an unlimited magazine clip. If you want to have a, if you want to have a gun in your house to protect your family, there's nothing wrong with that. Or to go hunting. Legally? Like a single, a single barrel, like, gun. well, maybe yeah. whatever. I, we don't have to get into that, but I agree no, with you. I think, I, just, I think it's responsibility. Right. And because we've touched on other big, ma- like major issues, I just wanted to say, I do know that's mm-hmm. a major issue for some people. Um, and so I just want to be transparent and let people know where we stand. Agreed. Agreed. I think, I think that's a really good, I think that's a really good point. Okay. But let's move on. All right. <clears throat> oh, wow. I just knocked my mic over. All right. Uh, stand-up comic and actor Bill Burr has stirred up Twitter and his with his SNL monologue last week after he mocked white women and gay people. He referred to white women as his bitches while claiming that they had somehow hijacked the woke movement. He said the woke movement was supposed to be about people of color not getting opportunity. Somehow white women swung their Gucci booted feet over the fence of oppression and stuck themselves at the front of the line. He continues with saying the month of June is gay pride month. That's a little long, don't you think, for a group of people who who have never been enslaved? Annie, I am sincerely on pins and needles on what you're going to say about this. So please take it away. I thought it was so fucking funny. (laughs) When you and I were texting about this, you said, like, right before we started recording, you said that it was his very, like, controversial monologue. And I was like, oh, it was controversial. And you were like, (laughs) I thought it was hysterical. I thought, but also let me be very clear here. I am a huge fan of live comedy. I am a huge fan of comedy in general. And I believe wholeheartedly that comedians should be able to make jokes about these things without people now never say the N word or anything like that. But I didn't think that there was anything so offensive in what he said. I thought it was hysterical. And T thought it was hysterical. Really? When when he said, when he said, I don't want to speak ill of any of my bitches here tonight, like, or any of my white bitches, I lost it. I was like, that's (laughs) fucking hilarious. 
And here's the other thing. Bill Burr is married to a black woman. So, like, he has, he probably understands the struggle of black people and black women better than most people and certainly better than most white males. For sure. So, I mean, I thought it was hilarious. I just, I, I guess I was, I, 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 I thought it was curious that white women were upset about this. It's, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I can see why potentially, but I agree with you. I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was hilarious. And I, I thought laughed it was out funny. loud multiple times. And it was, um, it was poignant. It was, it made, it was, it made sense. I mean, I, it I was again, all super accurate. Yeah. I mean, one of the jokes he made is that when white women made the occasional decision to sleep with a black man and then they would say that it was not consensual, is that like, I, okay, I think the only reason you'd be offended by that is if you've done it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like... Like, is your pumpkin spice latte too hot? I mean, I don't right. <laughs> I love that so stuff. I mean, people only get offended by those things if they are culprits of those things. Yeah. Like well, you I think can- there is, there's certainly truth to it, in my opinion. Like, I think that yeah. people, and I, 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 I don't want to like, you know, just hate on white people, but I do think that there is a reason that people, that this did happen. Like, I'm so happy that in this, in, in what we've seen in the social justice movement of people like going balls to the wall, especially white people being like, this is not okay. But I think that there are, there is a faction of people that is like, this is about me being like becoming woke. And I think that's the, that's who he was talking about. He was talking about people who are making the social justice, the injustices of black people and people of color about them and about them being like becoming awoke, awakened and all this stuff. And it's like, it's not about you. Well, I think he's also referring to like the white women that stood by and benefited from their white husband or white male privilege for generations and then all of a sudden when there's a movement to help people of color and women you know not just people not just women of color but like women in general now all of a sudden it's like oh well this is where I'm gonna benefit so they're jumping over to the other side to be like let me fight for the underprivileged even though I just spent years silent benefiting from the privilege of the white men and being white so I think I think it is like kind of a double. He was making fun of like the majority of white women, which we deserve to be made fun of. Like for the love of God, like we been. I mean, I'm the first one to say like, yeah, has me being white helped me get in the door places? One hundred percent. Yeah, I don't doubt it for a second. I so, same. Yeah. So I mean, I I don't know. I think that, and I know like a lot of people are really sensitive to this stuff. But again, you're only really sensitive to it if you're a culprit of it. Right. And if you're that insecure, I think that like breaking off a piece of, you know, like a of the Kit Kat bar is going to make you have less of, it's not going to, it's not taking away anything from you. You know, giving someone a piece right. of something is not taking away anything. But there are a lot of people in this country who believe that that is the case. If mm-hmm. we give, if we are, if we give people this leg up or do whatever because because of the injustices that have been happening for hundreds of years, that those people are somehow going to skip the line. It's like, first of all, 
we should let them do that. Yeah. And second of all, why, how is that going to take away from you? If someone, if I'm in the, I am in a very cutthroat industry. And if I don't get a job because of someone else and because of someone else, because whatever, for whatever reason, that doesn't make it like I'm, there's something wrong with me. Do you know what I mean? It's totally. like, it doesn't, it means that I wasn't meant for that job and somebody else needed it more than I, than I have it. And I hear a lot of people say this, they're like, well, they're going to take away jobs from me. It's like, no, they're not. They are, first of all, they really, I mean, anybody could take away a job from you, no matter what color their skin is or what gender they are. So right. I don't know what you're thinking. Well, and if you you're shouldn't be based on it. That you're just, you're just, you're just uh, admitting, almost admitting that your skin color and your gender are what gets you in the door. Well, not to mention if you're that insecure, you're probably not going to slay an interview anyway. So just shut the fuck up. Yeah. And you hate your junk. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and it's small. <laughs> um, but I wanted to say though, I do want to make one comment um, because I know he made the comparison between like pride month and yeah. uh, black history month. I, that's actually not the first time I've heard jokes made about the fact that African-Americans and black people in this country were given the shortest month of the year to celebrate their history. Um, Let's also be very clear that at no point since, like, there's been no acknowledgement of black history in our schools or the true black history in our schools. So, like, black people are still getting the shaft on that. And I feel like he was trying, he wasn't, in my opinion... He was not trying to attack the gay community or attack gay pride. I think it was just pointing out again, like, okay, still, here we are again with black people getting the shaft. And that's just not, like, I think he was just bringing awareness to it. But again, I'm coming from a place that I thought he was hysterically funny. I, I... I wholeheartedly agree with that statement. I think that people, you know, I can understand why people could be sensitive to it because of what's happening in our country, especially with the new Supreme court justice going in and why gay people are probably like a little bit more on edge. But I, I think that you're right in the sense that he was only trying to bring awareness to the fact that black people do not get, have the shortest month. Like you said, I don't want to repeat. Yeah. But also, um, we are both big supporters of the LGBTQ community. And right. so, you know, we well, we're just well, I, in, at the end of the day for, if our listeners don't know this already or anyone doesn't know this about us, we are all about equality for all. There's yeah. nothing that it, it, there's nothing more important to me than making sure that everyone has a fair shot and a free, you know, everyone should have the same exact should be on the same level. Yeah. And if we have to make some modifications because of our history, then so be it, in yeah. my opinion. So um, anyway. You, wait, really quick. Did you think that I was going to hate his monologue? I just, I didn't know how you were going to react. That's why, I, that's why I was really, really curious because, you know, you are so woke and you are, you are a white woman. And mm-hmm. I mean, you're, you're incredibly like in tune with everything. So I was just curious as to what you would think about a white guy saying this, you know, I know that he was definitely, you know, standing up for the, for the, for the African-American community, which is a huge, which is, you know, such a huge uh, 
thing for you and for it should be for everyone. But I, I just, I was just, I just didn't know how you're going to react. I thought you could yeah. either go one way or the other. You could actually love it. You could, or you were like going to be torn. I actually thought that was going to be the case. Cause you're going to be like, I hate what he said about white women, but I love what he said about. Oh no. I thought what he said and- about white women was the best part. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right. So let's move on. Now it's time for our favorite segment. Annie's approval, where we get Annie's unedited opinion on today's headlines at large. Are you ready for this, Annie? Did you change the description of that? A little bit. I tweaked it. Did you change it to unedited because I used to have a podcast called? I Annie absolutely did. Okay. I absolutely did. It was I a little wink, wink, and a, or a nod. What? Did, how do you do a nod? Not no. I a wish nod. I had a wink. I wish I had a wink number. I, I think wish. when they say it's like a nod to something, I think it's kind of like a. Like, a, sup, <laughs> like when you sup, own a girl. Jeep, and you have to do that to everyone else that owns a Jeep. <laughs> like with your hand on that, suck, girl. Yeah. Okay, don't do that again. Okay. I'm gonna do that now from now on in my Mazda that has a has a fender has a has a has my um what is that thing? I don't know. <laughs> cars. <laughs> my bumper, my bumper's all messed up. My why? What happened to it? I mean, it's been messed up for years, but it kind of gives me like a little bit of an edge, like. So, oh, is that what you think? Yeah. <laughs> Ew, stop. Okay, sorry. I'll stop flaring my nostrils. Anyway, I'll stop flaring my nostrils. Um, okay, so first headline. The Los Angeles Lakers win their 17th championship, ending a 10-year drought. And the NBA as a whole played 172 games over three months and had zero positive coronavirus tests. Annie, do you approve of the NBA chairman taking over the country <laughs> yes <laughs> uh yes shout out to the lakers first of all yes huge they, and they did it for kobe which i'm super here for um yeah it's incredible i mean granted i'm sure being in the nba bubble for that long was horrendous terrible but it was incredibly effective so well done where did they get all their I mean, because no one was able to leave in or out. You couldn't even get, like, Buffalo Wild Wings delivered or anything. You no, it was complete lockdown. I mean, that's that's crappy. I just think that it's amazing that someone – that they were able to, in a very short amount of time – this was three months. So, basically, they had three months to figure out how to do this. Mm-hmm. They did it and exceeded expectations in that amount of time. Yeah. So, like you said, how terrible it must have been to be in that bubble, but how effective – I mean, well, it just shows like not to get political again, (laughs) it just shows you what can happen when someone takes charge with a plan and people follow it. Yeah. (laughs) That's all I'm going to say, because, (sighs) you know, there's been over 200,000 lives lost and because there was no plan. Right. And there still isn't. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> all right. Once, once again, getting political. Uh, Megan the Stallion pens op-ed in the New York Times called Why I Speak Up for Black Women. Megan the Stallion has published a New York Times op-ed addressing the way black women are, quote, disrespected and disregarded in America, titled Why I Speak Up for Black Women. The article describes black women's perspective in the role of the 2020 presidential election Megan's alleged shooting by Tory Lanez this past July, 
her protest on Saturday Night Live against Breonna Taylor's killing, the staggering maternal mortality rates of black mothers, and other social factors that inform her fight to protect black women. Before I ask for your approval, I just wanted to say once again, I know that we've got we've been pretty put pretty political this week, but I want to say that this story was another thing that I I grappled with like should we include this? Should we not include this? But you know what? Again, as Megan the Stallion points out, we always overlook black women. And I didn't want to do that in this episode. So that is why we were talking about this in the first place. But Annie, I want to know, do you approve of this op-ed? 100%. And do you agree? 100%. (laughs) I mean, I think Malcolm X that said that black women are the most under-respected group in this country. And that was however many years ago in the 60s. -hmm. And that remains true. So... Well, I've said it a million times on this podcast before. Black people cannot keep saying it. We got to keep saying it. I know black people can't do this themselves and black women definitely can't do this themselves. So white women, especially stand the fuck up for black women, period. Done. All right. Moving on. Amber Rose and many other stars like Bella Thorne and Tyler Posey join OnlyFans. (laughs) On her decision to join the typically not suitable for work social platform, Amber Rose said, I was a stripper for a long time. And with my slut walk, I've always spoken about being body positive and how women should be able to breastfeed in public. For me, boobs aren't a big deal. I'll show my boobs all day on OnlyFans, boobs and ass and twerking, all the good stuff. I'm going to leave my vagina for my husband, but everything else is fair game. Annie, do you approve of celebs joining OnlyFans? I mean, everybody's got to make a dollar. I get that. Um, but what about men? Okay, let's forget Amber Rose, I guess, for a minute because I, I, I can, I can see that. What about men joining OnlyFans? There's so many like guys that are joining OnlyFans, which I just feel like is like I can get why girls. Here's my thing. I know there was like an uproar um, when Bella Thorne joined because then. she made like $2 million in one day or something. And the whole uproar was regarding like, stop. Like when she did that, that took away money from actual sex workers. And the whole point of OnlyFans was to allow sex workers to have a platform where they, they could make the money. And it wasn't about paying out a pimp or, you know, whatever the case may be. And so for that reason, I'm hesitant to be supportive of like, celebrities that already have other forms of income yeah um joining but again it's 2020 and people are struggling so do what you gotta I mean, do for real i just i just find only fans kind of a, a hilarious platform because do people you are, have an only fans account i don't have one people should i make one <laughs> i no no, no i'm, I'm so not saying like as a like i'm saying are you a user oh of no, no 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 i've i've never i haven't paid for anyone to see anyone's OnlyFans account. I've gone to like a page just to see like what it looks like. If there's like, just to see what the platform is, uh-huh. but I've never, I've never paid for anything, but there's a lot of You've gone to it for research purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For research. It was for research. No, there's a lot of people that do feet stuff. A lot of feet photos and like, like rubbing their feet together. You know, they like to do that. 
I don't is that what you went and looked up? I looked up foot fetish. No, I don't know why. I don't know why people would like. I don't know what turns you on about like feet. People doing this with their feet. I don't know, but you're like literally doing ASMR by doing that. Yeah. Be quiet. Stop. Stop doing it. Didn't we do ASMR one time? Yeah, we did. Um. So wait, do you approve? Um. Is it a toss up? It's a toss up. I feel like, like I said before, it's 2020, like people got to make money. So do what's best for you, but just don't like take away from someone else. Not bad. Two approvals and a toss up. That's pretty good for an That is pretty good. It's pretty good. Okay. So our closing segment is revisiting. I mean, excuse me, revisiting. Uh, (laughs) uh, I wanted to uh, dive in a little bit to go backwards uh, in the podcast on Annie, what you um, thought, what, what are some of your favorite moments? I'll, I can go, I'll go first. Um, again, even though I'm really sick of politics, I'm really glad that we started talking about it. I know that these past couple, um, you know, these episodes, which just two of us have been a little bit politically heavy, but um, <clears throat> I hope that you guys are enjoying it. At least I hope that there's something that's, that you take away from it. Um, but I really like, obviously, that was my favorite thing that's happened since podcast because I just think it, it's so important for us. And it just makes us feel, it feels like our show has kind of found its footing in that way. I mean, again, I don't want, I think that we're making a good decision of like trying to stay, not let it dominate our entire show. But I do think that it's important to have the variety of it in there as opposed to not, as opposed to just being completely off of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, another time, any, uh, any time, any of our family members come on, uh, is a great time. I love that our first guests were our moms. Um, that was one of my favorite things that, that was such a long, you know, session that we ended up breaking up into two episodes, which I thought yeah, was that amazing. Was so fun. And it was just really fun to get their perspectives on like their friendship as a, you know, cause you know, we, our friendship is kind of based on theirs. And I love that foundation. I love telling people about that foundation that our family, that we're family friends and that we've known each other for a really long time. And it was just fun to get their perspective of like their friendship and what they think of what we're doing, even though I'm sure that they don't like (laughs) some of the stuff, but I do, I just think that they're such loyal listeners too. And I love hearing from both of our moms. Anytime we have a, we have an episode that they'll like text us or, or Instagram us or whatever. And they, they're the ones also posting koozies. They post our koozies wherever they go. I and know. They, I they love started that. doing that separately. Like my yeah. mom knew that your mom was doing it. And then when she's, then she started doing it and it was like, you guys are doing the exact same no, thing. No, I know. I, I know. I love that they do that. My, my parents have koozies like on their bikes, like in their bike packs, yes. they have them in their car. So they just like have them all the time. Um, they put baby, my mom puts baby, the baby bottles, my, for my nephews, the baby bottles in them now. <laughs> that's so cute. I like that even better actually. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I agree with everything you've said. I also like, am a really fond of our early episodes and just, we were just completely off the rails. Oh, I like know. you're like the Vegas episode with all of your Vegas stories. 
Um, I actually really loved doing like anything where I made you talk about yourself. Um, like when we did like the dating profile. Um, you made that so much scarier than you thought. Like the lead up to that was so much scarier than actually doing it. You're like, I don't think you're going to like this. I don't think you're going to want to do it. Like you have no idea what's going on. You were like scaring the shit out of me. Because you just are so bad at not having your hands in every fucking segment. Like, I mean, (laughs) just, yes. I love also just before I forget to say this, I love the fact that I can just show up and I don't have to do any prep. Like, I truly think that if it wasn't that way, we would not have made it to episode 50. <laughs> oh, I don't think so. I think we would have. I just like the flow that we have. And I think that we, to your point, like, we've really kind of come into our own. And we have just a good, solid, like, what is it, structure, I guess, um, that allows did, us. Could you, could you repeat that into the microphone? I'm saying we have a good, solid structure that allows us to. You didn't even let me finish, but um, God, it allows like us to each play into our own strengths. Like yeah. you need that structure, and I need to be able to just show up and spew whatever bullshit comes out of my mouth. And, and I think like, that like we've really hit our stride with that. And you always tell me like, please do not send me anything else. <laughs> Okay, especially <laughs> yesterday. What did I get? Like feel text? it. I get like feel what it. What was the text? text? Hold on, I'm gonna find the text that I sent you because oh I was just like, I've had enough. <laughs> yeah, you're like you're literally. I said I said to you, you were like, don't send me anything anymore, and I said, do not tell me what to do as your your theme song. And you said you were that is you were literally only telling me what to do, and I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. It was when we were just dis- we were discussing. I could feel um, it through the phone. I was like, "All right, Bryce, back the yeah, back the fuck up." <laughs> we were discussing the um, like getting into the electoral college. Oh yes, that's right. Yeah, and you told me which you know what. Every time I go down a that's a, that's another thing that's great is that every time I go down a very narrow path like that. And I was like, oh, I think we need to talk about the electoral college. And Andy's like, this is not a seventh grade social studies class. Like we Facts. are not, we're not experts. Like, I don't think this is what it's sort of about. And I was like, but what? Or like, whatever. And then I think about it for like literally 10 seconds. And I'm like, you know, she's right. We're not, yeah. this is stupid. Yeah. Like it's so, and you were like, I just feel like it's painfully boring. And I was like, you're right. You're like, oh, it's so boring. It's so boring. I, like, I Well, and you also sent me, I found the text. You also sent me like three or four things, probably more than that, that I needed to like read or watch or do something. And I said, I'll read the article before we record and I'll watch the entirety of Bill's monologue, but please do not give me anything else because it's way off brand for me. (laughs) And then that's when you said, do not tell me what to do. And I said, you are quite literally telling me what to do and I've had enough. I know. I was like, oh, oh God. God. Producer Bryce needs to calm down. Yeah. Producer Bryce was like on another level last night. Gosh, no, but I do, I, I do agree with you that I think that there's a, there's a, we've been able to figure out sort of what our strengths are as, and what our roles are, which is because that was a big thing when we first started this. It's like, okay, we're going to fall. We knew we were going to fall into the roles pretty quickly, but at the mm-hmm. same time, we were sort of like, we got to still figure it out a little bit. I do think that we 
we, you know, and hopefully maybe after the election, maybe, I don't know why I'm saying maybe, but we should go back to the, those earlier episodes and just look at like those topics that we did. I know we talk about it all the time, but it just seems like that it's hard to like, if you don't sit and think about like an, a broad topic, like diet or whatever, or Vegas, mm-hmm. you know, there's, it would be yeah. fun to kind of do stuff like that. Cause I think those are, those were some fun episodes, but you go back and you listen. I mean, I was listening to some earlier episodes just recently and it's amazing how far we've come. I think that's, what's exciting about it because just learning how to navigate and, and build a show and do this stuff and, and stay on time, even though we're like not right now. <laughs> like, uh, we're pretty close though. It's not we're that pretty good. We're pretty good. But I'm just saying that I think it's really fun to like, to see how far we've grown and like continue to do. I mean, I think that everything that we've done so far can be put, like can be used in the future. Yeah. If that okay. makes sense. I agree. You know, so hopefully we'll, you know, I'd love to do some more diverse episodes. I just think that if, as of right now, it's just hard to escape, especially since we're still in a pandemic where it's, you know, politics is killing us all. So it's just, it's all, it's all just, just a, all out here doing the best we can. <laughs> it's like, it's so exa- Everything's so exhausting. It's just so exhausting. So well, um, I mean, All right. Are you ready for me to close it out? I think you should. Okay. Well, first and foremost, guys, please make sure that you register to vote. Yes. Or get your ballots in, do whatever, have a plan to vote. Um, And then also while you're at it, please share this podcast with your friends. And if you don't, don't, sorry, sorry to cut you off. If you don't have a plan to vote, go to vote.org. They will tell you exactly what you need to do from every state. It's, It's every state, every like every district, wherever you need to go, it will tell you where the nearest ballot is to drop off your ballot. It tells you where your polling place is. If you are want to vote in person, that is a great resource. If you do not have a plan and you want one, go ahead. Yes. And make sure you are sharing this podcast with your friends. Follow us on Instagram at nobody's pod at Annie underscore Wilk and at Bryce advice. It's the same on TikTok. Twitter is at nobody's the pod. Same for our personals. You can also email us at noexpertallopinion at gmail.com. And thank you so much for sticking with us for 50 episodes. Woo! We've got so much more in store. So please, guys, we hope you have an amazing weekend. And more importantly, a mediocre week. Thanks, guys. The Nobody's Podcast is produced by me, Annie Wilkinson, and Bryce McClay. It is recorded in a small, crummy apartment in North Hollywood, California. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.